We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. And welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham, WTIC News Talk 1080, Light 100.5 WRCH 96.5 TIC as well. Our guest is Michael Tiger, the president of the Hartford Brainerd Airport Association. Good morning, Michael. Welcome to the studio. Thanks for having me here, Morgan. I'm glad to be here. There's been so much talk now since 2006 about possibly closing Hartford Brainerd Airport, putting in some kind of a new development, doing something else with the property. A lot has been going on here. Let's try to break it down during our program this morning. Could you give us a brief synopsis what the issue is? Well, thanks for asking the question. It's really complicated, and I'll try and make it as simple as I can. The airport has been in existence for 101 years, and it's a general aviation airport that does general aviation stuff. We can talk about that yes. uh, in the future, but the the people who are not involved with aviation will look at the property. It's 101 acre or 201 acres of flat land near the river. People say maybe we could do something better with the property than have it as an airport because the airport doesn't benefit the city of Hartford. Uh, what are those things? Well, you can make it a property that will increase the tax base for the city of Hartford, increase the grand list so that the city can benefit. And right now they feel they're not benefiting from this 201-acre property. Uh, If that's the case, politicians will try and close it and close the airport and redevelop it for other purposes. And that's where this controversy has been uh, heating up right now. Uh, You know there was a recent article in the uh, Hartford Current which uh, focused on the visioning plan the, of what the city of Hartford thinks can be done with this property. Uh, we believe that the best and highest use for this property is just keep it as an airport and develop it in a way that it should be developed in order to really make it benefit the city of Hartford and the region. You mentioned the term general aviation. What's that mean? There are 5,000 airports in America, only about 500 of which uh, fly commercially, which is the major airlines. And we're all familiar with Bradley or Newark Airport or JFK. Those are the big airports that fly commercially in and out uh, and fly people from one place to another. Uh, 80% of flying, however, is not those type of flights, but general aviation flights. Uh, And the 5,000 airports in America support general aviation. So what does general aviation do? Of course, Uh, It includes people who have private airplanes that fly for pleasure. But much more importantly than that, there are other activities for general aviation. The corporate territory 
will have their private jets that they can fly in and out, and important business leaders will fly out of small general aviation airports from one place to another for important business reasons. We have a very large educational uh, opportunity that goes on at airports where student pilots are trained to learn how to fly. Fifty percent of our activity down at Brainerd is for flight schools, and we will graduate up to 100 private pilots a year uh, from our schools, 25% of which may go on to the majors. And when people wonder who flies the big airlines, they learn at Grass Strip or General Aviation Airports like Brainerd. In addition, we have businesses that are going on which support aviation, such as aircraft repair, avionics, which are the instruments that uh, that airplanes depend on, uh, those facilities are housed at the airport. We have emergency services which are available. The state police, the Air National Guard, the FBI, Homeland Security are based at Brainerd Airport, and these are activities that are associated with the General Aviation Airport. Additionally, we have medical evacuation, medical uh, ambulance service which flies in and out of Brainerd. Um, so The point is that there are a lot of activities aside from a place where private pilots will fly their airplanes, which are uh, very busy activities which support uh, the area. And that's what general aviation is all about. There are a lot of challenges with the land itself. So if it were to be shut down the airport and redone that whole property, what are some of the challenges that would be faced? I think that's the most important issue, and it would be so good if we could show graphics and pictures rather than be on the radio, but let me try and spell out the area. Brainerd Airport is sitting right next to the Connecticut River, and it's protected by a dike which surrounds it entirely. Brainerd Airport is at sea level, and it's considered a floodplain area, which means that the dike is mandatory in order to prevent flooding uh, to the entire South Meadow area. And as you know, there was a flood in 1934, which was major for the city, so the dike is critical and can't be breached. In this property of 201 acres, there is a MDC waste treatment plant just to the south, which abuts the airport, and just to the north is the mirror plant, which is decommissioned at the present time. Um, And the airport is somewhat enclosed by those two facilities. We have documentation that the land is contaminated from the mirror plant, mercury and cadmium and arsenic and other materials underground. We believe that there is coal tar underneath the surface of the airport, which, if breached, has the potential to release benzene, which is a cancer-causing agent. And then to the south is a waste treatment plant with the MDC, and it's had difficulty with uh, waste overrun, which has contaminated the Weathersfield Cove area for years. Uh, and that's one of the incentives for the big dig, which has just happened in order to alleviate the overflow. So the property is a very difficult property to, for a developer to just come in and redevelop. Uh, they would have to attend to all these issues. The dike can't be breached. The land really shouldn't be breached below a certain level in order that this benzene release would not occur. At this point in time, it's mostly concealed. The airport's on top. It's mostly concrete, correct? From every point of view, the land is safe at the present time. The contaminated area is contained. Once you breach that containment, 
by building and putting in foundations, which would be deep in order to maintain a high-rise, for example, uh, you're really causing a very difficult building issue. Therefore, in order to make it developable, you would really have to put a lot of effort into remediation of the property and engineering feats, which probably are too difficult because of the dike. Uh, so how do you develop a property with the idea of making it a high-rise, multi-use uh, environment where you can bring in uh, living uh, structures or high-level shopping or create a marina I think those are fantasy plans that just can't occur. Our guest this morning on Face Connecticut, Michael Tiger, the president of the Hartford Brainerd Airport Association. Michael, talk began in 2006 about shutting down the airport and redeveloping it. But in the last year or two, it's really been ramped up in conversations. Why is it being talked about at all, but why especially lately? In 2006, the MDC put in a plan for a multi-use uh, uh project for the airport in order to close the airport and use something else. Uh, and the, the plans were summarily dismissed because of the difficulty at the time. A study commissioned by the state of Connecticut in 2016 looked into what would be the best and highest use for the airport property. Uh, the study is public at the present time, and we thought it was a very well-developed and well-thought-out uh, study in the conclusion without a question after considering all the economic possibilities, was that the best and highest use for the airport property would be to just keep it as an airport and develop it and try and make it a much better facility that would benefit the area than it is now. Uh, the study was rejected by the state legislature uh, as inadequate, and there's certainly disagreement as far as that's concerned, but the issue remained quiet for a couple of years until... COVID hit, aviation activity was decreased, and legislators thought, well, this would be a good time to raise it up again. And the city of Hartford uh, brought up, maybe we can revisit this and consider closing the airport and doing something better with it for the city of Hartford. And that's where we are now. It's an issue that's been raised uh, as a political issue. Uh, what do we need the airport for? It doesn't benefit us at all. Let's consider an alternative. If the city wants the property so badly, how do they get it? That's such a good question because it's taken a long time for us to understand this. The property is owned by the Connecticut Airport Authority, not by the city of Hartford, not even by the state of Connecticut. The CAA owns the property and they manage it with their own uh, board of governance. Uh, funding from the airport uh, goes directly to the CAA, not the city. If the city of Hartford declares that the airport is of no benefit to the city or the region, they can petition the state for legislation to close the airport. Uh, the, the state of Connecticut manages the CAA. The CAA is considered this quasi-state organization. So the state can pass legislation to say we don't support the airport continuing and we recommend it closes. At that point, the recommendation has to go to the CAA, which would petition the Federal Aviation Association uh, administration to determine, is that really the case? Uh, can you justify closing it? And at that point, if the FAA agrees and the CAA uh, is on board, then 
the airport can close. And then the state would take over the property and use it for whatever else. It's a very complicated number of steps. The point is that it starts with the city of Hartford declaring that it's not of any benefit to the city. And we strongly argue that that's not the case. A study out of New York City by a company called WXY was recently completed. What did it turn up? The Hartford City planners uh, came up with an idea that maybe we could hire someone to determine is there another alternative to an airport that we can use this land for. The city of Hartford originally developed a committee on their own, but they realized that they were not able to generate this sort of uh, uh, literature. So the company in New York, which I think is a reputable company, came up with this visioning plan trying to determine whether there is an alternative to an airport that could be used for this property. They admit, and I heard the, uh, uh, the participants who developed the study, they admit that this is a preliminary, uh, short-term, not well-researched uh, study that is only giving a kind of idea of what might be uh, investigated further as far as an opportunity for development. And in fact, it's a vision uh, of what could be done Uh, There are so many holes in this particular study that it needs to be scrutinized. But what's so interesting about this study is now that it's on paper, uh, it can be held up as ammunition to say, we have a study that shows that there are better things to do than an airport. That's not the case, but for the uninformed person who reads this, they'll say, well, you know, there, there are better things to do than an airport. What do we need an airport for? Interestingly, in this visioning plan, it did not include an airport usage as an alternative. Uh, They didn't investigate that, but that wasn't their directive. The directive was to develop a a vision of what can we do instead of an airport, and thus the plan was generated, uh, and it was covered in the Hartford Current, as you know, uh, on the front page. The very first vision is to actually just keep the airport as is, right? That's correct, Uh, but none of the things that a general aviation airport can do for the city of Hartford were really discussed in detail, and that certainly bothersome. It was a very superficial look of what a general aviation airport brings to the area. Didn't talk anything about the educational uh, aspects. They didn't talk about the medical potentials. Uh, They didn't talk much about Homeland Security or the Connecticut State Police, which are based there or the businesses which exist, which bring revenue and bring jobs to the city of Hartford. None of that was discussed, and that's fair enough because that wasn't the the point of the study. Uh, but I think it, we are hoping that that's information that's going to be looked at much more carefully with this upcoming $1.5 million DECD study, which was commissioned by the state and which is ongoing now. Yes, there are the emergency uses, state police, FBI, and all of that going on at Hartford Brainerd Airport. But who is flying out of this airport? Because we're not talking about jetliners that are taking us overseas or to California. At Brainerd Airport last year, there were 60,000 operations in and out of the airport. That means 60,000 takeoffs and landings. We're the third busiest airport. There's a, a lot of aviation activity that goes on. Almost 50% of that activity is flight training because there are three flight schools that go on at the airport. 
we have Learn to Fly, we have Premier, we have ATP, and of those uh, total flights, 50% are for training. And we are proud of the fact that we train pilots to become private pilots, 25% of which frequently go on to the majors uh, and become airline pilots as a career. Uh, Other flights that go in and out, there are two or three flights at least a week bringing uh, uh, medical flights in and out of the city. And I'm I'm constantly impressed by uh, transport of these uh, companies to bring patients in that will then be ambulanced up to University of Connecticut in Farmington or Hartford Hospital for transplant consideration. Uh, There's activity there. The Civil Air Patrol flies frequently in and out, and the Air National Guard uh, flies in and out of the airport, as well as corporate aircraft that come in and out to bring uh, corporate people in and out of the city. Remember that we have the uh, the golf tournament that occurs in Weathersfield every year. Yes. And uh, many of the golfers will fly in and out on their own aircraft. Now, Bradley is certainly an alternative, but Bradley is not close to the city. Uh, the difficulty to get from Bradley down to Hartford or down to Weathersfield if uh, the golf tournament uh, is more difficult than you would think. Therefore, a city can benefit just by having the airport right in the center of the city. Uh, many metropolitan areas like New York City have something like Teterboro, which is a close general aviation airport, which is very busy. Um, Danbury has an airport like Oxford, which supports that area. So these airports, we think, are beneficial. Uh, but that's the type of air activity that goes in and out, aside from the fact that I fly in and out for pleasure uh, or for small business opportunities. Uh, but the majority of flights really are not just for uh, the general aviation population who enjoys it for fun. With the Hartford mayoral race coming up and Mayor Luke Bronin not seeking a third term, obviously this is going to be a talking point during the race this year. Are you going to be following all of the campaigns and all of the different debates? So I was at the Blue Hills uh, mayoral debate that occurred just a week and a half ago, and the primary topic of conversation led by Cynthia Jennings, who was the moderator, was what are you going to do with the airport? So I think... Number one, or certainly number two on the agenda for the mayoral issue is going to be Brainerd Airport, aside from uh, city safety and economic development and neighborhood schools, uh, the airport is going to be a big topic. Uh, And there are people on both sides. Uh, The talking points from the people who want to close the airport were disturbing to me because there were comments like, the airport is nothing but a parking lot for 30 elites who have their airplanes. We know that's not correct, but that was a statement from one of the mayoral candidates. One of the mayoral candidates, uh, when talking about the CT Aerotech, which is a school that trains air technicians uh, 25 a year, and it's a state-run facility, he claimed that you can take that place and put it anywhere. It doesn't have to be in an airport. Well, CT Aerotech trains technicians to work on airplanes that fly in and out of Brainerd, so it's impossible to close that place and just put it somewhere else. It needs to be near an airport. So there's a ton of misinformation. I think it's going to be an issue raised over and over again, and our job is to really make sure that the 
information gets out correctly and not incorrectly. Continuing on with the plans, there's one that's kind of about warehouses, another that is mixed-use retail office space apartments. We're going to skip over those. Let's talk about this last plan, number four, which is to keep it as kind of an airport but not flying planes out of there, maybe more for airspace research, drones, etc. How do you understand that plan? I, I just don't understand how something like that makes sense. It, it's catchy. You want to keep aviation in the area, but you want to close an airport. That seems counterproductive to me. And not only that, uh, without a question, the future in uh, aviation, one of the pathways of the future is going to be this drone activity. Uh, make no mistake that we're going to see more and more about drones for all sorts of activity, including uh, public safety, uh, state police, fire. There's going to be uh, pipeline observation as well as distribution and uh, public use drone activity. Now, that would require uh, air control and a tower, uh, air control tower, which exists at the airport, so you can't develop with any wisdom uh, uh, marketing for aviation and then close an airport. That doesn't make sense. If the public doesn't seem to truly understand who uses Hartford Brainerd Airport, Michael Tiger, president of the Hartford Brainerd Airport Association, has the airport itself done a good job in marketing what it's all about and what it means? Well, uh, I would argue that Brainerd has not done its job over the past several years and we haven't done much in the way of publicity about the things that can be done for a number of reasons, uh, which we don't have to go into, but uh, the uh, COVID pandemic did slow things down quite a bit. The restrictions on building uh, because of uh, water management or tree uh, cutting, which impacts the safety, have slowed down activity and if there's this constant umbrella that the airport is going to close, what's the point of investing in property if it might close? How can we get a restaurant to open in that area? Who's going to invest in airport development if they're afraid the airport's going to close? So the combination of COVID and the difficulties there have been for building have really slowed the growth. What our job, Hartford Brainerd Airport Association, we feel our job now is to promote the benefits of general aviation and to make people aware. So publicity on a show like this where we can talk about aviation and how it would benefit the city of Hartford is the whole point of our movement. Uh, we need to dispel the myth that this is a sleeper airport with nothing going on because that's simply not true. And if developed properly, this place could be an exciting benefit uh, economic engine for the city of Hartford and the region. Uh, there's plenty of literature, there are plenty of news articles and financial reports which state that general aviation is nothing but a benefit to the region and the airport no matter where it is, and we just need to get that information out. Where can people learn a little bit more about your group, Michael Tiger? You're the president of the Hartford Brainerd Airport Association. Where can they learn more about you guys and also about this issue that is going on in the capital city? We have a Facebook page and a website uh, for the Hartford Brainerd Airport Association, which is fairly easy to find uh, with any Google search. And we are trying to put together an event which is primarily informational on February 11th, Saturday morning at Brainerd Airport. Uh, and the event will be open to the public where my primary objective is to 
inform people where things stand with legislation, uh, where the mayoral race, who's in favor and who's not in favor, uh, what the status of the DECD study, uh, which was uh, instituted by the state in order to find out what's the best use for the airport. Uh, Our job is to inform the public, and everybody would be welcome to come because we think that Knowledge is power, and the more people know about aviation, in general aviation in particular, uh, the better. And uh, we, it's open to the public, and we're very happy to have anybody come. Michael, we're out of time this morning, but thank you for coming down to WTIC Face Connecticut and talking about the issue. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to talk about Brainerd. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.